Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing of South Florida. Uh, you can see the the uh, just two of us tonight. As of right now, we, we could be getting Ian jumping in eventually if, if one of his 82 kids goes to sleep. We could be getting Ellie jumping in. Uh, she's probably dog sitting. She, she dog sits more than anybody I know. And uh, Ben, last I heard he was lifting weights, but I, I, I don't know. Uh, anyway, very glad to have uh, Scarps with me tonight. Uh, Ryan, how are you doing tonight, man? Not too bad. Uh, we're like the uh, Steelers injury report on a Wednesday <laughs> circa week 12. We're limited. <laughs> we are very limited, and, and, and many others are uh, – uh questionable i guess you yeah. could say yeah uh for sure but uh man there's there's a lot to cover and uh unfortunately this is our first show um since the the very tragic passing of Dwayne Haskins and and we'll we'll get into that i i don't want to get into it just yet just because if if Ian and Ellie or, or maybe even Ben jumps on i i i do want to get their thoughts too and um, but but we're going to discuss that in a minute here. Um, the the idea tonight is we'll we'll get back into the draft prep and we'll talk a little defensive line stuff, maybe some linebackers too. But you know, today is also uh, five years since uh, Mr. Rooney, Dan Rooney, passed away uh, back in 2017. And um, you know, I, I, I you've shared some stories uh, with with me and a couple others um of your experiences with him and and uh what are some of those lasting things and i'll I'll turn it over to you while i bring ian on board here yeah and i i i the easiest way to describe it is he he was the best he was just awesome he was so blue collar and you know my first or second week on the job back in 2010 um he he introduced himself. We, we chatted for a little bit and he said, Hey, I might need you later to uh, take me to my doctor's appointment. Um, and I, and I didn't know if he was joking or not. Like it was like, I mean, I didn't know. So like I went to my boss and he's like, yeah, you should probably do that. I'm like, all right. So, you know, he, you know, he got in my car, which is the same car I had. So actually <laughs> the old, the 2002 Oldsmobile intrigue, if it's good enough for Mr. Rooney, it's good enough for you. Um, so, so let's just stop right there. The owner of one of the 32 National Football League teams needs to go to the doctor and has no problem jumping in with you and your car. He doesn't take a limo. He doesn't call for a car. He doesn't have a company car. He jumps in with you. Yeah, I mean, I asked about 35 people if I could borrow their wheels that day. <laughs> um, no, and, and I, I even said, I was like, do you have a car? Do you have a driver? He's like, no, we'll take yours. I'm like, all right, sounds good. And I remember, I literally remember being like, I don't really have a nice car or anything like that. You know, I'm a minimum wage 23-year-old right now. And he's like, ah, it's all right, as long as it gets us there. And we went to McGee. McGee actually had a checkup at McGee Women's Hospital, oddly uh-huh. enough, but he had a checkup at McGee. Right. Um yeah, we bonded on the way there, on the way home, and 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 that sort of was the start of you know a seven year relationship that often involved me driving him to and from places, which I don't care. I got to drive Mr. Rudy around, yeah. but he, but he never made it feel like that. It was never like, hey, you know, like 
I'm a cabbie or like I'm, I'm the mm-hmm. Uber, before Uber, like I'm the Uber yeah. or Lyft driver. It was always like, Hey, let's go for a ride. And I, I mean, literally he'd say that I'm like, I have, I'd literally text my boss. Like I'm taking Mr. Rudy somewhere. I have no idea where the hell we're going. <laughs> um, and a lot of those times it was to and from, uh, I drive him to and from all the, all, uh, to the, from the airport for all the away games. So, right. you know, we didn't really talk much about football. We, we talked about life. He was always, you know, he always cared about my family, my, my, my girlfriend eventually became my wife. And, um, yeah, of course. And I, I, I tweeted today, like, yeah, there were plenty of times where it was like, we could stop their quarterback to save our lives. But like, you know, like it was never, it you know, he was just so down to earth and he was right. just so humble and so cool. And like, I, you know, I, you know, the, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know any other owners. Right. I don't know. I don't know. Bob Nutting. I don't, I don't even know if it's probably it's blasphemy to say is Mario still the owner of the pens, but like, I don't yeah. know. I don't, I don't know those guys personally, but like, yeah. I really have a hard time believing Bob Nutting is, is sort of operating in the same way. And, and the reason why he did it is because, and this is a year after looking back on five yeah. years, he wanted to be involved. He never wanted to be just the own, like he just always wanted to be in tune with his with his staff and his, you know, not just his football staff, but his coaches, his, his scouts, his personnel. Right. And, and that's arguably what, that's what has made the, the Steelers arguably the most successful franchise over the past 50 years um, because they don't treat it as like a hierarchy. They treat it as just like, Hey, we're all in this together. And I don't care what you do here. You're part of the team. Um, and, Again, he was just—he was so cool. And cheers to Mister. I'm gonna give. He's probably—it's not Irish whiskey, but so be it. But well, I've got Irish whiskey tonight, uh, and I do want to welcome in Ian. Uh, Ian, way to be. In. I made it. Got my kids all asleep. Um, do, do, Ian, do you have uh, uh, any Dan Rooney uh, recollections or anything as we we remember five years since he passed? Um, I mean, I don't obviously don't have any personal stories like Ryan does. Um, but I think, you know, the, the biggest things that always stood out were just the consistency, the stability and the family atmosphere kind of that he instilled around the team. You know, you had guys coming from all over. I mean, like Ike Taylor came from Southern Mm -hmm. Louisiana and, um, I mean, he went to Louisiana Lafayette for school, but, um, you know, I like, deep south kid and like they just had this bond together that was like you know it, it was kind of something incredible um, it was that yeah and and i think like ryan said that kind of treating everyone in the building like family that it wasn't you know well i'm the owner and you're the intern in the pr department it's hey you know it's it's kind of that familial atmosphere of you know, like we're all part of the Pittsburgh Steelers family and we're going to, you know, we're going to take care of people. And I think that's why, you know, you see a lot more Steelers alumni, even people who are just here for one or two years, feel so tied to the organization and guys that want to retire as Steelers that like, remember, who was it? Like Cordell Stewart, San Antonio mm-hmm. Holmes, um, Rod Woodson, even, you know, guys who went and played and some of them, 
Holmes was successful for other teams. Yeah. Woodson was very successful for other teams. Right. Won a Super Bowl with another team, yep. but retired and went into the Hall of Fame as a Steeler. I mean, I think that that speaks to something beyond just the coaching staff. It's the whole structure that the Rooney family has put together over the years, and Dan was a huge part of that. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Um, obviously, it's it's your comments, and then you know Ryan's personal stories of it. I I just listening. I, I just picture like what's going on with Washington at Dan Snyder right now. You know, we really are so fortunate to have ownership that I, is what they are. You know, I'll I'll do a quick Mr. Rudy story to not only show how much he meant to the to the Steelers organization, but, but just how impactful he was at Pittsburgh. So, right. he, and I might've told this story here, but so what, you're going to listen to it twice, but um, he did a book. He wrote a book uh, about, about seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was about the North side and, and in that area. And he did a book signing tour. And one of his stops was the Carnegie library in on the North side. Mm-hmm. And it was on federal street, but it was a little bit higher and it, it wasn't in the best area of the neighborhood. And I drove him and Mrs. Rooney to the, to the location. Mm-hmm. And when we got out, there was a little dispute going on across oh the street, which happened to be at a liquor store. Um, so there's folks arguing back and forth. And Mrs. Rooney said, Ryan, do you think we're okay? And I said, as soon as he gets out of the car, everything's going to be fine. And he literally got out of the car and like people were screaming at one another. And they're like, hold on a sec. Hey, man, it's Mr. Rudy. And they all walked <laughs> across the street. I don't know whether what what they were arguing about. Right. They all walked across the street. They all shook his hand and said, thank you so much. And he was like, hey, what's going on? How's everybody doing? I mean, he held court for about two minutes. And then we went to the library and his work. Walking to the library, they started yelling again. Of course. So, but like he, it did. Like he was just like, he was just that guy. Like he was just, and he, and again, the fact that he was so humble and down to earth. Like it's like, yeah, we again, we got out of a 2002 Oldsmobile Intrigue, and it's the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. (laughs) Like, like, and then like they knew, like, oh shit, like you know, it's Mr. Rudy. But he just like, it didn't matter where we were. Uh, who we were with. He always took the time to talk to Steelers fans. He always took the time to talk to people. It didn't matter where yeah. we were. And, and that's not something that, that, that an owner or whomever at this point, we don't really have the best conversation skills, but, but Mr. Rooney cheers again. He was a great guy. Yeah, no, it's, it's great. I can, I, I, the whole time you're explaining that I can just visualize everything happening and it, it, it just, it, it probably happened as I was, Seeing it, um, just see him and, and everybody realizes who it is. Um, let me move to uh, the unfortunate passing of Dwayne Haskins here. Um, first, I, I guess what I want to tell both the listeners and the viewers is that um, I don't have any intention of trying to discuss what happened or, or anything like that. There's still a lot of that coming out. Um, there are still questions. Uh, what we simply know is that Dwayne was in South Florida with, uh, a number of guys on the offense, quarterbacks, running backs, tight ends, receivers. They were, they were getting together, meeting Mitchell Trubisky, working out together. Um, and, and, you know, they, 
went out and next thing we know, Dwayne's gone. And uh, like I said, I'm not going to get into any of that stuff because I, I don't know and it's not proper anyway. Um, what I what I would say is, uh, you know, Dwayne did did have uh, a presence in the community that he he was pretty passionate about. He was working on it. And um, I know Ms. Coach Tomlin mentioned some of those things as well. His his growth as a person was big part of, of that growth was getting in the community with some of the other players and uh, working with kids and, and uh, people in the community. And, you know, one of the things that he was passionate about was uh, he loved dogs. And um, so I, I've got it going on our scroll down here at the bottom. Um, it's, it's uh, WTARescue.com and, and that stands for Wolf Trap Animal Rescue. And what they do is they try to keep, uh, dogs, especially in the South, from uh, being euthanized. They, they try to find them homes. And, and uh, so if you're so inclined, um, send a donation there. Um, I know some people have. I, if I heard Bill's Mafia has already been sending. And Bill's Mafia is amazing. They send donations everywhere. Um, and I, I'll be sending some tomorrow on behalf of uh, Steel City Blitz and um, – We'll, we'll get to the football side here in, in a minute because that's the sad part. There is a football side still. Um, so, Ian, I'll, I'll kind of turn it over to you for a minute. Um, you know, just what are your uh, thoughts here about everything that's kind of transpired since since Saturday morning? Yeah, I mean, it. I'm, I'm going to try and get through this in complete sentences. Um, you know, what happened is a tragedy for everyone involved, obviously for Dwayne, for his family, for his friends. Um, you know, I also feel bad for the other drivers on the road too, because, no you know, as the few details that we know, you know, it happened somewhere probably between six and six thirty in the morning ish when it's still pretty much dark. And, um, you know, it's, walking out into a highway of, of cars moving very quickly, you know, that the, the drivers certainly weren't at fault here. You know, no, no one's really no. at fault. It's just a, a terrible tragedy that happened. And, you know, I would just say that, you know, as, as more details come out about this, because I'm sure more will like, I implore Steelers fans just to try and remember the human side of things. And it's like, you know, this is, terrible for everyone involved mm -hmm. no one no one wanted to be in this situation um so you know try not to point fingers at people it wasn't necessarily anyone's fault um you know and and i think to kind of go back to what we talked about with mr rooney that with the sort of the strength of the steelers organization is the the familial family atmosphere that they've built and things like this, you can only get through with family. Like they're the ones that help yeah. you get through tough times. And, you know, so as, as potentially we, we learn more as, you know, the police investigation wraps up, um, you know, just kind of don't, don't turn your back on each other. Don't, don't start pointing fingers, which I know is really easy to do on social media Very and things easy. like that. Um, but but you know try and keep in mind the human side of it that it's not it's not it's not that we lost a football player it's that we lost a a genuinely good human being i mean everyone who seems to have, have talked about him um you know 
off the football field, talking about all the good things he did, all the, you know, some of the, the leadership capacities that he brought to the locker room, the things that, you know, guys who had just played with him for a year as, you know, mm-hmm. the, the third string quarterback talked about the, the influence and impact that he had on him. You know, he kind of had yep. that presence. Yes, he brought a lot of joy to a lot of people, um, you know, during his career at Ohio State with, with what he did on the field. But additionally, he brought a lot of joy to a lot of people off the field, too, with all the work that he did in the community and all that stuff, too. So, um, you know, it, it's just, like I said, a, a terrible tragedy all around for, for everyone involved. Yeah. Ryan, uh, give me uh, your, your general thoughts, too, and, and then I, I would add to that only because I can't remember because I'm old. Uh, did did the Steelers go through anything similar to this in terms of a player while you were there? Uh, no. Um, yeah. Mr. Rooney passed, uh, but it wasn't sudden. Like, right, you know, this right. is, this is, this is, you know, and I wasn't obviously there for, you know, when, Daryl Drake, rest in peace, passed mm-hmm, away, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of training camps ago. Um, you know, it's, it was, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's really sad. Um, it's sad all around. It yeah. is Ian said, you know, I, I feel for Dwayne's family, friends and teammates. And I feel for, you know, anybody that might've witnessed what happened. And, and at this point, I, I feel for the, the person that hit, hit Dwayne. It's, you know, it, you know, you know, I, I, I you think about how many times in life you, you were, you know, you missed, you just escaped something, right. You yeah. know, how many times in your life have you been like, wow, like if this person went this way, I would have been screwed. And so it's just, it, it it's just so sad but it puts in perspective how, how sort of fragile life is. And, and, you know, again, I feel for everyone that's involved. Um, and, and it just, and it, and it, I mean, nothing is guaranteed. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. And, and the thing I think, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to talk about the past a little bit because, because I think it's important, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne Haskins, had had a had a sort of a negative um reputation and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean mm-hmm. that as in he was mm-hmm. portrayed negatively mm-hmm. obviously being you know being a first round pick literally he was a first round pick that went to one of the least stable franchises ever and i say yep. this all the time when you get drafted it's super important what team you go to no and doubt about it i don't even necessarily know if 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 he should have been drafted in the first round and that's no disrespect to him, but I'm just saying he was drafted first round by the by the Redskins at the time. And yep. Stuff comes out. He's not taking things seriously. He violated COVID protocols. And then I just sit there and think that we were all kids at one point. And, and listen, I know a couple years ago that was a negative term, kids, even though Ben said it and Kevin Colbert said it. But in reality, they're kids. I mean yep. – we yep. were all that age at one point, and even though we yep. were, even though we were technically able to buy liquor and serve our country, that doesn't mean we're not immature or not no question not, not developed at that certain age. So, well, and you add in that someone you know gave him or gives 
teams give kids like five million dollars. Yes. yes. 19, 20 year old kids. What you know, you right. get that kind of money at that age. Like I mean, yeah. I'd be doing and listen, and this is the thing, like we're all gonna we're, at that time, we were probably all like, How could he how could he violate COVID protocols? And I'd be like, I'd be doing the same thing. Like, like we all we all act high and mighty on social media. Anyway, Absolutely. But 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 getting back to it, the thing that upset me the most was that this was this was still a kid that got a second chance, and I'm all about second chances because we all make mistakes, but he got a second sure, chance sure. with an organization that was stable with an organization that had a really good coach that believes in, in, in young players messing up, but being able to sort of mold them into mold them into young men. And, and, you know, I I said this the other day, every, every single Steelers community event photo, Dwayne Haskins was there and believe me or not, it doesn't matter whether it's Ben Roethlisberger or any Steeler, if you're a Steeler and you show up to a community event, that's a big deal. That's a, it's yeah. a huge deal. You're a yeah. Steeler. That's all that matters. But the fact that like he was at all of these events, I'm like, okay, like I didn't have a problem to begin with, with, with Dwayne, but like, it's like, wow, he's, he's trying. He's, he, he's, he's trying to turn his image around he seems like he's committed mm-hmm. and then it just all take it away from him in that instant. And that's yep. again, like life is so fragile and you know, this is, this, this is, you've probably seen this, this video, but like Stephen Colbert asked Keanu Reeves, what happens when we die? He asked him <laughs> that on a show. Keanu Reeves said, the ones that love us will miss us. And I think Colbert wanted him to say something different, maybe right. some of them a little bit more religious or spiritual. But like, if you think about it, the outpouring of of support and and just just you know love for Dwayne Haskins over these past you know four or five days has just been tremendous, and it's just like it's just so sad because like he see like, and I'm not gonna sit and like we want to talk about football. Yeah, I I don't know what his football future held but it sure sounded like he was a good person and a good teammate. And that's what makes it even more sad. And that's, that's what I've heard a lot over the last four or five days. A lot of, a lot of great, you know, memories of, of his smile, uh, of his presence. Um, and, and I, I, I think, I think the lesson maybe besides the obvious and that it can all go in an instant is, is that, you know, somebody, as you pointed out, Ryan, that that had this kind of reputation, you know, coming out of Ohio State, maybe didn't work hard enough, maybe he didn't do this. You know, you can still be a good person. Um, and and I, I think that's what he was in the middle of doing, was not only rehabbing himself as a player, uh, but definitely as a person, too. And um so we we send out our best to uh, his his wife and family and friends. Obviously, there will be a memorial uh, in Pittsburgh on April twenty second, um, and and his uh, his wife has basically said, you know, fans, teammates, whomever, please come out for that kind of a thing. And and uh, so I'm sure a little more will come. But but that was released by the Steelers uh, today. 
Um, and unfortunately, there's a, a business side that has to keep going. And um, we'll, we'll talk briefly about that in just a second. I, I want to remind everybody, this is the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing of South Florida. Uh, Deck serves Broward in the Southern Palm Beach counties. Whether it's commercial, industrial, residential, multifamily, or condo, contact Deck Roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com. I think most of us were under the impression the Steelers were probably going to draft a quarterback. Uh, does the fact that Dwayne Haskins is gone, Ian, does this make them much more likely to draft a quarterback? Or what do you think? Oh, you really put me on the spot here. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, I, I honestly, uh, looking at it from a purely football standpoint, yep. I don't think it changes the equation a whole lot. Okay. Um, they have carried four quarterbacks on the roster before. Um, I think they liked what they saw in Haskins with mm-hmm. his potential during the preseason last year. Um, you know, I think – at the same time, they you know they brought in Mitch Trubisky to be the the starter. Um, the way I was kind of looking at it was that you know if they if they drafted a quarterback in the first round, that Trubisky would be the starter. Mason and Haskins would be competing for the number two spot, and whoever lost it was either going to get traded or cut. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. the rookie would kind of be the number three to have kind of a red shirt year. Cause I think we've all kind of agreed there's no quarterback in this class. That's really ready to come in and start day one. Kenny Pickett's probably the closest to it, but yeah. that's also, you know, I saw somebody tweeted out today, a list of the oldest prospects in the draft. And he was like third or fourth on the list. Um, at like almost 24 years old that, you know, he's just, he has a lot more experience than some of these other guys do. Um, You know, even a guy like Des Ritter, you know, Malik Willis definitely needs some time. Right. Uh, Matt Corral needs some time. Uh, You know, Carson Strong, who knows how much time he has on his knees. Um, But yeah. So at any rate, you know, I, the way I was kind of looking at it, obviously before this kind of terrible tragedy happened mm-hmm. was that, um, you know, I, I was kind of thinking that there might be some trade value for Mason, like after the draft, if somebody didn't get a quarterback, you know, once you start to go through training camp, if a quarterback gets hurt, you know, maybe someone trades a sixth round pick for him or something. Yep. And then, yep. then you, you roll with, you know, Trubisky is your one Haskins is your two and, your rookies on the roster too, or you just carry all four and kind of see what happens. Um, You know, so, so I don't, I don't think big picture. I don't think this changes the Steelers draft strategy a whole lot. They've been very heavily all in on this quarterback class, the whole scouting period Um, to an extent that I don't know if I've ever seen them, kind of project their interest in a certain position as much as this, Um, you you know, that it's, and some of it's just a numbers game, right? That you don't know who's going to be there when you pick, you want to make sure you have good scouting on all six of the top, all the top five or six guys. Um, So you want to spend as much time with them as possible. But um, 
you know, even even the years when like, you know, we knew we needed an outside linebacker, we knew we needed an inside linebacker. They looked at a lot of other positions too. They were not as heavy on like, you know, look where Tomlin and Colbert were on the parades. It was pretty much just the quarterbacks and then yeah. a couple other of the big schools that they always go to, like yep. your Alabama's, your Clemson's, places like that. So, yep. um, you know, they're very, very heavily into this quarterback class. So, long answer to your question. I don't think it changes it, um, but they do like to have four quarterbacks in camp um, just right. to kind of roll all the, the scout teams and everything through. So, um you know, whether that means they, they sign somebody else off the free agent market, they pick up another undrafted free agent, Doc Hodges kind of guy that they never expect mm. will actually play and then yeah. somehow has to play. Um, you know, but but yeah, I no, I I, I don't think it changes the, the quarterback equation. Okay. Um Ryan, I'll just throw the same question to you. Does does it change a little bit about what they're doing, or is it just pretty much plowing forward? Yeah, Ian, I agree. I agree with your your point. Um, I I think now that, you know, obviously, unfortunate accident, tragedy, and I I look at them maybe leaning more towards a quarterback first round than maybe they were going to. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that though. I that's just my that's just my my inkling. Um, But then bringing in an undrafted free agent. Um. To so you got you have your four quarterbacks and yeah. and and for as long for as far as far back as I could remember, they always had four quarterbacks yeah. in training camp. Like it's just that's just their style. That's just the way it is. And then they always carry three during the regular season. That third usually getting not getting a hat on game day. Um, yeah. you know, uh, it, it it just again if we go back to the unfortunate unfortunate thing is that. You know, depending, and we'll never, we'll never know. But you know, if you know, if this didn't happen, maybe they don't right. necessarily lean heavily on a quarterback. And 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 Dwayne is the two or three. Like it, that's the other thing too. It's just, it just sucks because you'll never, we'll ne- we're never going to get to know um, what he could have become in this sort of newly formed persona and Mm -hmm. it just sucks but yeah yeah, like ian said i don't know if it necessarily changes their overall strategy but i do expect them to to add two quarterbacks in some form or fashion before training camp yeah i i'm with you and and i i think it's going to be fascinating because i i really think the the quarterbacks are going to come off the board quicker than most people think um I, i i think pickett uh and and Willis will probably come off the board before we get a chance, and and then that puts us on the spot a little bit because you know if we truly like one of those guys, you know does Ritter become the guy at twenty? Do you risk not taking him and and hoping that maybe he's there at fifty two? I don't believe he that's going to happen. 52. No, I don't think no. so either. So so yeah. I, you know yeah. Um, I, I, I'm curious to see how it breaks down. Let's just put it that way. Let me uh, real quickly just uh, go back here and, and make sure I discuss our friends at uh, Draft Kings Sportsbook, of course, uh, associated with um, the Pigskin Podcast Network here. And uh, 
you know, football season's obviously over, but uh, uh, the NBA playoffs mean next-level basketball, so get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports or an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. Uh, you can clinch a win no matter what. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament. Get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Before we jump into the draft stuff, gentlemen, um, there is a question from last week's show. And, Ian, I'm going to throw this to you. Um, This comes from uh, Mr. Hammers. And uh, allow me to put on my spectacles to read this. Hammers. (laughs) Hammers. He says, hey, gents, quick question. Um, With the rise of the cap each year projected to be about 20% with streaming deals and and whatnot, do you think draft picks will still hold their value or will free agency be the answer in team building? Ian, so I'm I'm always a big proponent of draft and develop players and then pay the guys that you're able to develop that you've had in-house because and that's kind of been the Steelers philosophy for years. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, you know, as the cap goes up and as contracts balloon to these gigantic things that I mean we've got wide receivers now that are getting paid more than like quarterbacks were you know 10 years ago yeah um it's like top level quarterbacks it's it's insane um so you know the draft picks I think will almost have more value because the biggest market inefficiencies are going to be the guys that are still on their rookie contracts, right? As long as the collective bargaining agreement still has that rookie wage scale in it that says you're a draft pick, this is where you got picked, this is what you get paid for the first four years, five years, whatever it is. And actually, first-round picks have some more value because you have the fifth-year option, right? That's why you see teams trade up into the tail end of the first round and draft quarterbacks or whatever it is because you get that fifth-year option with those picks, the the value of that fifth-year option is worth a lot more than taking maybe the same guy a couple picks later in the second round. So it's it's worth it to trade up. I think draft picks will actually have more value because right now, and it has this has been true for years, but mm-hmm. the the biggest market inefficiency in the NFL is a quarterback on their rookie contract because once you have to pay a quarterback, I mean, Oakland just today, or Vegas, whoever they are, the fucking Raiders today, <laughs> you know, gave Derek Carr a, con, a three-year extension with basically an average value of $41 million. Yeah. Um, now, granted, that's an extension. He has one year left, so it's really four years, and you can you can play with the numbers. They could, they could essentially cut him after one year because of how the guaranteed money is structured. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I mean – when you give a guy, you know, 120 million for three years, like that's insane. Yeah. That's an insane amount of money. Um, Yep. It is. You know, considering you could draft a rookie 
and I know what Ryan's going to say. Not a premier quarterback, Derek Carr. Um, but, no, no, but, I was going to say not insane if you want to pay me that amount. Well, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, considering you could draft a rookie and pay him a fraction of that for the next three or four years, but the, the gamble is, is he going to be any good, right? That you're, of it's a quarterback driven league. You need a quarterback to win. And the premier quarterbacks cost a shit ton of money. It just is what it is. But, you know, the the teams that mostly, I'll say, have been successful have been – you've seen a lot of teams make runs, deep runs in the playoffs when they had quarterbacks on a rookie contract that they were able to sign some other guys in free agency and use that money. And once the quarterback got their big contract, then, you know, teams weren't able to sign as much in free agency. So the cap going up will help a little bit. Right. But quarterbacks and these premier players are still going to demand such a big chunk of your cap. I mean, think about what we're going to be paying TJ Watt. Think about what, you know, some teams are paying some other guys that it's, you know, you're going to have your couple premier players per team with the monster contracts and then everything else you're going to have to fill in as best you can. So yeah. I'm giving a lot of long answers tonight. Well, the long you answer know, is that draft yeah. picks are still going to have value. And, you know, Baltimore's dealing with it now because Lamar Jackson's coming towards the end of his rookie deal and yeah. and there's going to be hell to pay there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's a good answer. And and Hammers, uh, thank you for uh, watching, listening, and and all that stuff. We hope we're uh, uh, entertaining you. Um, ben, uh, welcome in as he sucks down his nutritious shake there just before he starts pounding some whiskeys. The hell's he listening to? I don't know, but we can all hear it. Yeah, what what what, what are you listening to? What an ass. Uh, he's here just in time for draft talk. We're going to start talking defensive line, maybe linebackers tonight as well. Um, and, uh, uh, we did have a little, uh, Irish whiskey slash beer toast to Mr. Rooney five years since he passed. So slide Uh, all right. Defensive line. Jordan Davis is sitting there at 20. Is he the, is he the pick? I, I so, who else is on the board? Well, of worse. course, that's the yeah. factor. You know, look, we we really like uh, Dane Brugler uh, at the Athletic, who puts out his freaking draft guide, which is almost three hundred pages. And you know, he's got Davis second behind his teammate Devonta Wyatt, um, and then Travis Jones is a kid I really like out of Connecticut. Um, you know, those three guys are thought to be your top interior guys. Um, I, I think, I think, yeah, given Davis's ability to play nose as well as he could, yeah, the value might be higher for the Steelers because th- this guy can, he can rush if you want him to, mm-hmm. he can two gap mm-hmm. all game long if you want him to, he can do whatever you need him to do. He's got good straight line speed. He's not a real – he's not a, a guy like like Casey Hampton, and he was early in his career. Yeah. He could run to the sideline. And Davis really isn't that guy. But in terms of, like, straight line speed, just rushing the passer, oh, yeah, he's going to give you that. And and he can throw the center out of the way. He's that right. strong. He's that big and that strong. So yes. I think the value in terms of internal pressure and being able to stop the run – from the base defense, as well as playing 
defensive tackle in a in a four man front really increases the value for the Steelers. Now I like Wyatt better as a a, a four three tackle, mm-hmm. but that isn't. I mean, Steelers kind of play that, but not exactly. So just to kind of get what you're saying, some teams will value Davis. The Steelers could value him differently yeah. based based on what he can do for their defense. Right. Yeah. Um, I you know, I they've got to address the run problem, obviously. God, you think? You know, I, I mean, yeah, I know. Mr. Obvious, right? Yeah. They've got to address it. The, well, just the big question I, is yeah. availability, right? If uh, to it and Alu are playing. Yeah, defensive line is not as much of a need, right? Because your, your, your your depth your depth chart. I can talk tonight. Depth chart <laughs> then becomes you know Hayward, Alulu, to it is your top line. Wormley, Adams, Loudermilk is your second three. There's you're you're, you're thinking about this year, and that's not the way they draft, right? No, I I know True. I know. I mean, Alualu is 35, and right. you've got to take that into consideration. He's, oh, he's close to done. I don't think he's getting another contract. No, um, no, he's not. He's not. You know, and, and you look at guys like uh, like you mentioned before. I mean, it depends on who else is there. Now, I mean, the, the, the practical reality of the situation is this. They have two quarterbacks under contract now. So they have to bring in another one somehow, mm-hmm. some way. And they're back up. If he does not win the starter's job this year, he's going to want out. He's not going to want to come back. So they got to replace him too. Mm-hmm. Mason Rudolph, right? Ryan is a huge fan of, but you know, you're a fucking dick every <laughs> week. Every week with this asshole, it's, it's likely. I still love you though. That, that Mason is is gone after this season, unless by some miracle he proves all of us wrong. Well, God bless him if he can do it. He proves all of us wrong, and and turns out oh, to be a capable nfl is. starter he's probably done after this season it, so they they've got a huge need at, at quarterback now so if we go back defensive line though i, I you're talking about ala alu i have the same concern with to to be real honest with you i mean I, I i don't know what to expect of him i i think i mean i do i my think instinct he'll be back is the steelers play? know yeah. exactly what's going on yeah i think they probably do they're keeping their they're, they're playing their cards close to the vest because it, it makes it more difficult for teams to guess what they're going to do over the course of the draft. Right. And I'm, you know, that's fine. I respect that. Uh, but yeah, if, if, if they don't know if two, it's coming back, then they've got to play as though he's not. And on top of that, you have a 35 year old Tyson Alu Alu. Yep. So yeah, you got a need. Yeah. No, I, I, can't argue. Uh, Ryan, I know you've been doing your homework. Who are some guys you've been looking at here? Defensive line. We'll get to that in a minute. I'm, I'm a later round guy, but no. Um, no, that's fine. No, that's no, fine. But no I, I do think like, you know, uh, Tyson, Alou, Tyson Alou-Alou is, is older. Um, and, and I, Cam Hayward's getting older too. Um, Still super productive though. I no yeah. no no. I it, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. What is he? Thirty? He'll be thirty two. Cam is yeah thirty one or thirty two. Tyson's okay. older, but thirty five. Yep. Yeah, but 
And then, and and I'm going to bring this up. I don't know if it matters or not. I'm just going to say that, you know, Stephon Tuitt recently lost his brother due to Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, an unfortunate accident um, involving an automobile and, and, Maybe I don't know. I I don't know. I'm just saying that the Dwayne Haskins situation at. might play into his thought process of of returning. I don't know if he's coming back or not. Regardless, I look at Jordan Davis and experts use that term loosely or closely, whatever way you want, compare him to Haloti Nada. And I sit there and think, wow. Every time I saw Haloti Nada play, I was like, damn. I really wish. I really yeah. wish. He was, I really yeah, wish we had this guy. Even even, even that play when he broke Ben's nose. But yeah. still, I mean, still. I mean, I'm just saying the guy was dominant. He was a dominant player. And I really don't think you know, he might. You'll never know if he meant to do it. But the he point smiled is. smiled afterwards, so. The, the, point, the point being that even though when he was playing, we were like, wow, the Steelers defensive line is ridiculous. And then we'd always – be like, wow, Baltimore's defensive line is really good too. So, like, I look at it as like, if you got comparisons to Haloti Nada, I want you on my team. So, yeah. And if he goes off the board, Devontae Wyatt, I have no problems with that. Right. Um, and again, it sucks. It sucks. But this, you know, obviously the unfortunate, and I'm going to say this a thousand times tonight, but the unfortunate tragedy, what happened with right, Wayne Haskins, right. really going to play into that number twenty. But um, I, I, if if they're if they are leaning uh, D tackle at twenty, I'd be perfectly okay with either uh, Davis or or Wyatt. Um, I will say this though, I am not okay with Travis Jones from UConn because you can't. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sorry. I listen, I understand he's, he is dominant and I, and he looks like a good football player when he's mm-hmm. playing against plumbers, but, um, <laughs> he's probably listening to this right now and he's writing it down. He's like that fucking Scarpino, him. but that the I, I'm not mass plumbers. I'm not, I am. Yeah. You ass plumbers. Um, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not into that pick. I'm sorry. I'm just not. No, I wouldn't be for Jones at twenty. Not at twenty. No, no, no. But later in the two, I would. But yeah, but, or but okay. not at. No, I'm with you, Scar. I'm not, not even with him at two. <laughs> um, I mean, there's, I'd say there's... like third or fourth, maybe. Really? Not first or second. No. Some of the some of the draft gurus that are doing their mocks, I mean, some of them have Wyatt going in like the top five, top eight. You know, uh, depending he, on the defense, he could he could fit very right, well. I mean, right, you know, um, I, I, the, the guy I like middle rounds is is John Ridgeway out of Arkansas. Um, he made the list. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> him. Um, you know, real good size can do uh, uh, a little bit of everything along the front. I mean, he's he's got experience playing out wide. He's got experience playing the nose two times. So he's a guy like and and man, there's as there usually is. There's a number of guys that they're going to be around those six seven uh, uh, preferred uh, free agent type guys. You know, Haskell Garrett out of Ohio State and uh, Chris Hinton at Michigan. Some of these guys too. Oh, what a shock! Mark mentioned a Michigan guy. Oh, shut <laughs> up, Ian. So, I'll, here, here's what I'll chime in with: that uh, uh, Carl Dunbar went to one pro day this year, which was at Texas A&M. 
Yeah. Um, so the name to keep an eye on there is you know Demarvin Neal, probably in the the second day of the draft, second third round type. Yeah. Um, and, and he's he's a bit better athletically than Jaden Peavy is. Peavy's a, a late round guy, um, but has a lot more size and is more just like a, a plug in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy I like in, in kind of the later rounds is Thomas Booker from Stanford. He tested really well at the yeah. combine. Um, his, his athletic numbers for a guy his size were were off the charts. Um, yep. So, you know, 6'3", 301, but if you can move – if if you can run a like short shuttle in four one 4.41 and a three cone in like 7.3 at yeah. 63301 like yeah. at 300 you know, pounds you're you're an athlete you're, you're, you're an moving. athlete yeah you're 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 moving and you have change of direction you can yeah. and for you know that that screams to me like probably more of a five tech than a three tech but also a guy that could play on third downs that could get after the passer and could you know run down the line on those outside zone plays because that was really something that burned us last year was our D linemen got stuck in the middle because they couldn't flow down the line um, and, and keep those gaps closed on those outside zones. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are a couple names for me. Yep. No, I, I Booker was a guy. I think I had him in my first mock, um, and, and for a lot of the reasons that you explained, just the size, the athleticism. Um, you know, and and it's it's funny the the Steelers have not gone out west too often in the draft. If you think about it, well, there was that guy from Southern their... Cal. There was that guy from Southern Cal. Well, that took was that like oh three? I think in the first yeah, round. What was yeah. his name again? Yeah. Uh, he was pretty good, wasn't he? He was. Uh, he was name, pretty good. Mike yeah, Mitchell. Mike Mitchell was his Don't name. Don't shit on Bobcat. Uh... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Show yeah. some respect. Yeah. Uh, I'm just messing. No, I know. Uh, any anybody else in the interior, or should we move to linebackers? Josh Josh Pascal from Kentucky could be yeah. a third or fourth rounder. Um, he's a little bit small for an edge, but he's I think he's like three time team captain. He's a leader. Um, Steelers value those type of guys. They have familiarity, obviously, with with you know drafting Bud a couple year you know a couple years ago. But trends matter in this in this game. Absolutely. Um, and then uh, I got DJ Davidson from Arizona State. I know they don't really go uh, that late late round, but they, they don't go Fun west. School. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're, you're a wildcat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, DJ Davidson, uh, big guy. He's a run stuffer. Um, could see a potential late sixth, seventh round, or who knows. Let's uh move over to the inside backers because <laughs> you know, look, we we did not got... prepare for inside backers. I don't know well, if they're going to take one. Well, I, I, I don't either. I'm, I'm not suggesting that we uh, uh, you know, go too deep into it. I I think. I mean, is is it fair to suggest that we're definitely going to take an edge guy though? I mean, our depth there is dog shit. I would think so, yeah, especially after they let Taco walk, which just shocks the shit out I, of me. I was very surprised by that. Uh, I mean, I, th- I thought he was okay. I mean, he w- didn't set the world on fire, but I thought he no, was. No, no, but I thought you know, for a depth piece, he was fine, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the Steelers went out and got Miles Jack. Uh, they, they feel confident that, you know, with Brian Flores in there, he's going to really help uh, Devin Bush bounce back. 
But there's some interesting guys here. Uh, Devin Lloyd, Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker, Chad Muma, Christian Harris. I, I, I mean, uh, and, and Ian, I, didn't you talk a lot about Leo Chanel? Is that a guy you were mentioning once? Uh, I, I do like Leo Chanel. Yeah. Um, real athletic dude. Yeah. Just a hammer. I mean, Nicobe Dean is my guy in this draft. I mean, yeah. you, you just watch him play the way he flies around to the ball. His, the combination of his speed and instincts is incredible. Yeah. He's a little undersized. Um, yep. but you know, he's, he's not any lighter than like Ryan Shazier was when we drafted him. What was him. his, uh, what was his 40 time at his pro day? Nicobe Dean. He didn't, he, he didn't run it at the combine. Right. It was like, okay, so you're small. Yeah. You've my, already got that going yeah. against you and you're not going to run a 40 either. Yeah. yeah. My, my latest info is I, I don't have one. He, he didn't, he didn't run one at his 40. He was still yeah. recovering from some injuries. So he, he was didn't skimpy. run one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I so, just, yeah, we don't have good athletic testing numbers on, on right. Dean, but but I mean, just I. I mean, I. Yeah, I think Lloyd's a better athlete. Is, is yes. the thing he's got yeah, working I, against him. Yeah, Devin Lloyd out of Utah, I think, is definitely a better athlete. You know, he's um, he's a little light in the seat, mm-hmm. and and I think that's going to be the hard part. Hard part for him. Did adjusting you just say hard fart? I did. <laughs> um, adjusting to to the NFL game, it's going to be the hard part for him. But you know. Yes. Uh, He's going to have to put on some weight, and and if he can maintain that athleticism, he's going to be a, a really good linebacker. Yeah. I, I Dean, to me, is one of those guys that is just a football player. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I don't know that I need to see a lot of testing. I mean, you just – you watch him against the SEC teams. I mean, he, he was phenomenal. That and he's 21. And he's 21. Yeah. Where you know, you know Lloyd is 23, fits. right? Yeah, he's 23 yeah. and a half. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that plays in. He's three three point five grade point average in engineering Sharp in Georgia. Kid, really, really well yeah. thought of. Yep. High character yep. kid. Team yep. captain. Leadership yeah. ability. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of and boxes, man. Honestly, this team could use an injection of, of leadership. I mean, I, they're, yeah. they're not they're not bad on the defensive side. They have Cam, and they got a couple other guys, yeah, but yeah. you can never have too many leaders, at no. least in my opinion. I mean, no, I don't either. I, I agree. I don't get the sense that Devin Bush is that guy. No, no, I, I don't necessarily. Which, which sucks because when he came out, you know that was that was kind of the the read on him was that he was a sharp kid, a good leader, mm-hmm. blah blah mm-hmm. blah. Nope. Yeah, I. I Ryan, I ahead. think that I think that all the eggs are in the Devin Bush basket. Um for especially with Miles with especially with Miles Jack this year. You got Robert Spillane coming back. He just signed right. his tender. Um Buddy Johnson still in the mix. They I, I mean I I think I I really like, we talked about this many times. If they're at 20 and I think they might take best available player. And we've talked about that. I mean, mm-hmm. I, and again, we don't know what, what the quarterback situation is going to fold, but like, right. I'm not going to object to it. Nicobe Dean, if he's there, I'm not going to object, object to, to, to necessarily anyone that's there. If, 
if it's Kenny Pickett, I might be like, oh, please don't. I but think no, they're like, in a great spot at 20. But uh, yes, really. like they're in like, like, and I say that, you know, if any Pitt fans are listening, they'll be so pissed that I said that. But, <laughs> but I do think they're in a great spot because like, besides, besides Terrell Edmonds vacancy, you know, they don't necessarily need an immediate need. So, and, and we're old enough to remember when you used to actually have to like, not start for a year or two before you actually started right. with the oh, yes. yeah. when no, rookies and, and, when no. rookies frequently were cut because they just weren't good enough. And right? it's like yeah. so I mean I could see them going a variety of ways. I don't necessarily know if if they will go inside linebacker, but I will say this like with Miles Jack and and Devin Bush and then at least you know you got Robert Spillane, you know, spelling them. That's not the speak? worst situation to be in. I do, so. don't I? Huh? Are you talking to yourself? Do I want more whiskey? No, I was asking yes. you guys. Oh, but no, I, I just, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. They, they got options. They do have options. Um, I, they're going to be able to kind of let everything unfold in front of them. I, I it, unless unless they trade unless they trade up. <sighs> I mean that's. I mean we. I really hope they don't do that. I mean they just they don't have enough picks this year or next to be throwing picks away. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Trade up. Who's a a fucking quarterback who may or may not pan out? I just. mm. Hey, I mean, is there a guy in this draft that you would trade up for? Yeah, a lot of them, but Um, like, yeah. Yeah, there are some guys <laughs> but, in the top five I would definitely yeah. trade up for, but none of them play quarterback. Kyle no, Hamilton. they don't play quarterback. But you're you're yeah. not if you're the Steelers, you're not going to trade go up into the top five. I mean, you're you're basically. I mean, you wouldn't away think so, entire... right? I mean, but you know, if if you're typically if you're not because they're going to ask you who you're taking. If you're not trading up for a quarterback, the price isn't as steep, right? Right, right. I mean, what if Hamilton's I mean, sitting there at fifty? I don't know. What if what if what if uh, what if Neil is dropping and and he's uh-huh. getting down to like you know eight or nine. Now what? All right. What do we do? But do we try and trade up and, and get I mean, because that, that's your left tackle for a decade or better. Right. Right. Do, that, you, that's, do you make that move? I mean that's, shit. that's what I'm throwing. I, out I, there. That would be really tempting to me. I'd be like, oh God. Mm-hmm. That's kind of why I threw that out there because it it you know, I, I personally, I don't like it, but I don't think it happened, but no, you know, I, no. and I'll, I'll even say that, that for like, if a guy like Jermaine Johnson, which I still think Jermaine Johnson will still be there at 20 comparisons to Max Crosby, he's ascending. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to object to that. I would not object to that. Like, I, I really do think like the only position that we would object to like taking 20 forcefully is quarterback are we wrong am i wrong by saying that i mean you would not object to it and ian would not object to it but uh, yeah. yeah mark and i would object to it. i would probably object right now with I, jermaine I, johnson or, or quarterback 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 so no 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 so but i'm saying if 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 if, if jermaine johnson were still there at 20 that's a great value pick yeah that, that dude's a stud man because so, so, he shouldn't be there at 20 no and basically, what you that means think? is a no. But nah, he's going to get nabbed. He's a great his, athlete. His value, his value is, is much Thibodeau higher than that. His his value is much higher than that. Well, pass rushers have but, become. I mean, how, pass rushers have become the, 
the how it unfolds exactly. So if you yeah. got a bunch of teams that are that are jockeying around trying to get quarterbacks because teams are so desperate for quarterback, mm-hmm. trying to get in front of the Steelers, then a Jermaine Johnson could fall. Right. Okay. Right. Then McDuffie, now McDuffie could fall. Charles Cross could fall. One of yeah. those. One of those really L- nice Linderbaum. talents. Linderbaum could yep. fall. One of those really nice talents could fall at twenty, and we'd be like, oh, "Okay, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah." That, that, but that's what I mean. Like, like I would rather them. I, I mean, I, I guess I would say I'd rather it unfold in the way that those types of fix, those types of fix, as those types of picks fall to us rather than. And I'm going to say it rather than Kenny Pickett at 20. Because if Kenny Pickett makes it to 20, that's not a good sign. I, I mean, you know, people are going to come back to you and say Aaron Rodgers got drafted at 24. Right. And that's the biggest mistake the uh, 49ers <laughs> <been> made. <laughs> um, no, I just – I don't know. I I don't know. Hey, did you guys see the video of Rodgers pulling a Peyton Manning where, where he was playing flag football about a month ago? A high school kid picked him off and ran over and handed him the ball, and he turned around and he threw the ball at the kid like Peyton Manning in the Saturday Night Live skit. (laughs) It was pretty good. I give him credit. He was immunized. (laughs) I think he said, I "I have immunity. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, Jake Kumaro's not here anymore. Can we talk about the fact that he brought up fucking Jake Kumaro and the fact that he wasn't involved in that player transaction? Crazy. It was Jake Kumaro. Yeah. No disrespect. He's living his life in Bill's Mafia. But he literally was like, yeah, well, uh, you know, they didn't uh, say uh, Jake Kumaro. Didn't <laughs> and, uh, you know. Jake fucking Kumaro is the right. straw that broke the cable's back. That's why hey. he wanted $50 million guaranteed a year. You entitled fuck. I no, his, his his MO his entire career has been pay me the most. Pay me the most. I'm the best. Everyone wants to come play with me. I'm the best. I'm the man. Everything bad that happens is someone else's fault. That is Aaron fucking Rodgers. That's why I'm glad he, he didn't come to Pittsburgh and didn't yeah, even well, consider coming uh, to Pittsburgh. Man, well, Ben, I think you're a dick. So Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm also right, Aaron. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Is uh, no woman has ever stayed with me ever. <laughs> is, speaking of him, what about Jordan Love? Is it possible he gets moved on draft day? Yeah, that is I a mean, that's, possibility. I, I, I see it. I'm expecting a crazy ass first round. I am too. I, I don't Jordan think Love hasn't really played much, so it's kind of no, hard. He's got one game. It's kind of hard to move a guy like that when mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of tape out there on him. Now, if he had had some success, uh, Christ, who was the guy the um, Seahawks traded away? No, they traded four. Drew Locke. Not Drew Locke. Not this year. Um, Matt oh, Flynn. God, Matt Flynn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he had a yeah. little bit of a run there where he had a yeah. couple, couple One pretty game. good games. That right? yeah. dude made money. He yeah. made money out the ass. <laughs> yeah. Didn't didn't he play against the Steelers on that Sunday afternoon game in Lambeau? The one, the one that was like 38-31? Yeah, he did, I think. That was Flynn, yes. wasn't it? Random yeah. story. Random story. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this because I'm drunk and I don't care. Because I'm drunk and, and I don't I care. I tweeted this. I like these. Night then, so we get into Green Bay 2013. Yeah, 
0-4, 2-6, yep. but somehow we're still in the mix as we get to Green Bay, right? Yes. You couldn't have asked for a more artistic portrait of Green Bay. We landed. I was, I was there, buddy. It was snowing. Perfect. It's blowing. I don't know whether it's fucking Pymatuming or Mercer County, Pennsylvania. I don't know, okay? All I know is we're on our way to Appleton, Wisconsin to stay at this fucking joint, okay? We get there. It is unbelievable. I'm a little bit hammered. And at the hotel bar, and Mike Tomlin comes out to me and says, hey, you remember that article from earlier this week that said we don't need Aaron Rodgers to beat the Steelers? And it was a pro football talk. Mike McCarthy said we don't need Aaron Rodgers to beat the Steelers. He didn't say we we don't need – he didn't say Mike – he didn't say Matt Flynn could beat the Steelers. He said we don't need Aaron Rodgers to beat the Steelers. And I said, yeah, coach, what's up? He goes, I want you to print that motherfucker out. And I want you to put it every, every defender's door. Okay. Keep in mind, Dick LeBeau just recited the nightmare or the nightmare. That's, <laughs> that's nightmare. right. I am a little hammered. That's Keep that's in mind, right. Dick LeBeau just recited the night, the night before, before Christmas. Christmas. And the fact that, like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm a little emotional from Dick LeBeau's speech. It's right. like, Ryan, come here. You know, like, <laughs> so literally, I got my room list. I'm half in a bag. And I and I have forty copies of this article, and I'm like, "Hey, Word McClendon, here you go, Walla here you go, that was good. Here you go, Kiesel. I'm like Mike Taylor shoving this shit under people's doors. That was a freaking game, too. That was the that was the Ziggy Hood bat game. That was the Cortez Allen had a pick six. Pick six. Oh yeah, Cortez Allen. I'm like sliding this shit under people's doors. I'm ready to fucking run through a brick wall. I'm like, put one under my. I put one under my door. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, Fuck yeah, let's go. Tomlin told me to. Now that was Mike. Mike, Mike McCarthy's biggest biggest mistake ever publicly you know, stated. You know what I'm fascinated by is is Thanks the amount listening. of the amount of time that you were drinking. While on the job, I'm starting to <laughs> There we go. Technically, there in Pittsburgh. Technically, it was like 9 15. And so, so we're off the and clock. Wisconsin. And we're, and we're in Wisconsin. What else is there to do? I had 50,000 oh. cheese curds by the time I drank my 50th Miller Lite. <laughs> so, what's the difference? That is false. So, I, I, I want to disagree with something Ryan said, actually. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. So Ryan said he thinks it's going to be a crazy first round. I actually think it's going to be a crazy second round of the draft because I think teams are going to wait and see who gets quarterbacks in the first round. And then if they don't get them in the first, then you might see like a Jimmy Garoppolo, a Baker Mayfield, a Jordan yeah. Love potentially moved on day two that you know teams are going to kind of wait and see, did we get a guy we like in the first round? I really hope, really, really hope that Baker does not get traded. I hope they have to cut him. That'd be preferable, but I'm, that that would be fantastic. For the sake of radio, I'm disagreeing with Ryan. Would you? Right, that's fine. Would you? If Baker Mayfield got cut, would you sign him? No, I would consider it. I mean, look I at the Steelers' too. depth chart right now. Depending depending I mean, on where they're at at that point. Uh, no, I mean honestly, I I I would have signed him yet. You know, last week because I look at it from this standpoint, Mitchell Trubisky can do some things if he's throwing to his right. Um, but 
can not do some things when asked to do other things. <laughs> so he's not a great quarterback. And I, I do not think that Baker is a top 16 quarterback, but he is a competent NFL starter. And if he wanted to stick it to the Browns by playing in Pittsburgh for the minimum for a year, fuck yeah, I'd sign him tomorrow. I actually found myself feeling for him a bit today. You know, he he did a, a the Browns a, the Browns fucked him. They they fucked him hard. Kid played with a torn labrum all year. Yeah, and, they, they, it's tough. I'll give him that. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll never I'm not do, saying he's yeah. he's a good quarterback. Yeah, he's not okay. Johnny. You no. Let, let me let me back up. He's a good quarterback. Okay, there there are only there aren't even 32 guys that that are capable of being competent NFL starters at quarterback in the world, right? Right. right. And he is one of those guys who can do that. So yeah. he's an exceptional quarterback. He's just not a great NFL quarterback. You know, and I'll leave yeah. it at that. Yeah, and that's that's fine. Uh, next week we'll do uh, edge and uh, defensive backs and keep uh, these notes. Keep oh, we got notes, right? <laughs> Those notes, buddy. And uh, <laughs> then uh, two weeks from tomorrow night is the draft, and we will be uh, uh, recording while the draft is on. Shit, maybe really? we'll even do a maybe we'll do a live show. We've done live shows before. They've been. I fun. thought we started the show the last time right after the Steelers picked. Or right oh before, no, we were right out, we were recording yeah. before yeah. they picked, so we that were, we, we were we were on as they made, and we were actually real time. We were reaction. checking the twatter. Oh, and we the knew twatter. the pick before it was announced because yeah. someone had had leaked Jerks. the picks. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but that's the plan, and uh, I'm going to get us on out of here for tonight. Thank you. Make sure you pay attention to. SteelCityBlitz.com and on Twitter at SCBlitz. Of course, follow the podcast at SCB underscore podcast. And uh, just another quick reminder, too, we talked a little bit about Dwayne Haskins and his charity, um, which is the uh, uh, Wolf Trap Animal Rescue. Um, And it's uh, running across the bottom of your screen right now, WTARescue.com. Please consider making a donation in Dwayne's name uh, this week. And then, of course, they'll have a memorial for him in Pittsburgh on the 22nd. Um, So for these gentlemen, uh, I am signing us off. And uh, we will be back next week for much more fun and frivolity right here. And, hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck.